Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. back across the Outkick Network with Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live from the 6th and Peabody Studios in downtown Nashville with Yeehaw Brewery and Old Smoky Distillery. Big show planned today. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com will be with us. It's in roughly an hour from now. All the NFL headlines with the man who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and is also a selector along with P.K., for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's covered the league for more than four decades. McLean joins us each and every Tuesday. Tennessee Power Hour includes Titans and Vols headlines. Titans with a chance to send the Colts to 0-3. Meanwhile, the Vols, it's Florida week. A lot to discuss there and a lot to discuss as we begin the show. Gentlemen, hope you're doing well. I am doing great. I am pumped up. I'm ready to go on a Tuesday. And the Manning cast gets me even more pumped up to host this show on a Tuesday. I'm watching this last night and last week and thinking about how much fun, not that I I don't always have fun watching football, but how much more fun their conversation can make the game. I know I'm not alone in that. Maybe I'm going a little bit over the top, but I love both of them so much. Paul, I love you as well. How are you? I love you as well. Good, good afternoon. Love, love, love. It's love, hard to say love, good love. afternoon. So much love on After this show. After so many years of saying good morning, it's hard to say good afternoon. I loved it too. They had their first real stumble last night. I thought Peyton couldn't stop stepping on Favre. Favre not having watched the first half. Uh, it's not that interesting to hear from you when you have no investment in what we're talking about there. Uh, it's a typical Brett Favre disinterest to me, kind of like. Apparently, Favre was trying yeah, everything if he's, if to get he's on being the honest, air. Honest, yeah, he was talking about. But then he said, "Hey, what'd you think about how this development ties into the first time?" I don't know. I didn't watch the first well, half. Well, you so. didn't either because they talked to the first half about how they wanted Favre on in the first oh, quarter and they couldn't I, get him on. I heard that. But once he's had all those technical difficulties and he can't relate to the first half, it's a less interesting conversation. And then Peyton, three times in a row, couldn't stop stepping on him. It, to me, of the first two games, it was the first bad, awkward, ineffective moment of what they're trying to do. Um, and, and it didn't, didn't, didn't fly very well. And Peyton, I think you could see, was disgusted with himself. Like, damn, I, I screwed that up three times in a row. I was trying to get myself out of it, and instead I kept doing it. Um, but I, I think it's great. My wife keeps asking, is there a regular broadcast on? Because like, <laughs> she does not like the unconventional. And I do think, I mean, really, in our circle, everybody's watching it. And in the regular circle, what did it? It was 800,000 well, people. And that the first tells time. You, so for people like us, it's gold. But for the general public, most people are watching the regular broadcast. And that tells you that Twitter isn't real. Right. Yeah. That no, that, that, this is the biggest example of that. 
In our Twitter circle, there's nobody watching the regular right. broadcast. And in the real world, there's nobody watching the Manning broadcast. Well, they're also not releasing digital information. And a lot of people are watching. The, the people that are savvy enough to tune in to the Manning cast instead of the main broadcast are savvy enough to be somewhere on their phone watching, to be on ESPN Plus on an app. There are cord cutters that are doing that. I'm not here to say that they are beating the main broadcast or anything like that because they're not. Because the majority of Americans still tune in to ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever it may be or CBS and they go right to the conventional broadcast because that's what they know and people are creatures of habit and they're going to continue doing that. But I do think this is an audience that is going to grow. I don't think it's one that falls off the shelf because a lot of times people tune in for curiosity to the first of something then the audience immediately is cut in half. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, with the Manning cast. And on the Favre criticism, Paul, he talks so slow that it's impossible for oh, Peyton Manning or anyone else to know when he's done making his point. No, he's ill And those guys are so quick, and they have such a good chemistry with each other. Peyton and Eli very rarely step on each other because they know when the other one's going to speak. They know when to let it pause for a second to be quiet. So I thought Brett Favre, and look, I want to hear from Brett Favre whenever Brett Favre wants to speak, but for the first time they got a guest that was so slow in their speech pattern that it led to some awkward No, he's ill, I agree with you entirely. He's ill-suited for that, and then it gets to a point where they're chit-chatting, and then it gets to important game stuff, and they've got to plug into the game, and Favre didn't seem to to understand the flow. Like, hey, we're going to chit-chat, and then when something important happens, we're going to really hone in on the game, and he didn't go with it. And I think that was part of Peyton's frustrations, whereas he's trying to steer a little bit. I also think there's a little bit of a strain between the Mannings, where Peyton is really the driver, but they're trying to balance it out and let Eli drive it sometimes. And it's just frustrating to me when Eli's taking his turn being the driver. And he's very much not the driver. Peyton's the natural driver. Let Peyton be the natural driver and Eli play off of it instead of trying to split up 50-50. All right, Eli, you're going to bring it back from commercial now. It's, it's your turn. That part feels a little forced to me. I, I like it a lot, though. It's way better than, than regular, especially in a blowouty game like that. Uh, but also, I do think the world is a very quarterback-centric place. That's never going to change, and this is only going to help it become more so because Peyton, on everything that goes wrong for the quarterback, what's the picture? All over the internet, it's him oh, holding yeah. his hat, his head in his hands. He didn't even like – there was one ridiculous thing. Oh, oh the intentional grounding. What, what are you going to do? They hit his arm. I mean, you can't call that. It's so unfair. And the whole world, I think, is saying, come on. Once in a while, a call's going to go against the quarterback. It's just going to happen. How long are they on ESPN2, Chad? They're on uh, for... Ten games total. Ten, yeah, ten total. I think they're off this next week. Oh, and this I, is the first see, week I think that's going to really it. hurt us. Next Tuesday, when we come back from watching a normal Monday night football game, I think we're going to be in pain. But well, they're, they're, here's what the format They're on does. ESPN Plus, though, right? The, uh, they were promoting oh, last you night asked Eagles. About too. They were talking yeah, yeah. to Eagles-Cowboys last night. So, the, so next week yeah, they're back. My bad. I, I I'm not sure when they're on. I just know they're on for 10 games. They're yeah. going to take time off at some point. Um, but what that broadcast does is I, I don't think we're going to be coming in uh, breaking down what Lewis Riddick had to say if we go back and watch the normal broadcast next week. When you give the, the air to go on there and have those conversations and discuss things the way they do, it just lends itself to so many great stories and great moments where you're not so focused on play-by-play. And here is where 
I, I don't want to be the guy that watches one thing and says, well, this is the future. We get all this all the time, too, too much. You have witnessed the future of broadcast. This is the future of food. This is the future of ice making. This is the future of media. I, I'm not here to bury traditional play-by-play broadcast and traditional TV broadcast, but I'd be a little bit nervous if my primary job was play-by-play person moving forward because I do think that there's going to be a space for more of these to replace play-by-play. You have I to think, have more Peyton Mannings to do it. Yes. That's the key. Well, that's I the think that Pat McAfee and other people given a chance will show that there are more Peyton Mannings Pat out McAfee there. has been on broadcast before, and he's not anymore. Pat McAfee was on a traditional broadcast, Hutton. And they treated it like this, where they just let him riff. Pat McAfee with the right person. You're telling me you watching Pat McAfee last night, and you're thinking he couldn't do that? Oh, he could. He does it on WWE. I just think, I think it lends itself to trying. I think there'll be more trying, and I think the niche population, when they see something good, and obviously the Mannings are a very high standard, but if you find the right guy, and I don't have a lot of faith, Hutton, in them finding the right guys. There are not even, many. Even though, look, you have to be willing to go with not superstar power, but guys that are good at it. I haven't heard Aqib Talib, but he's getting very good reviews from a lot of people. If you find the right guys Who's to Who's talking about what he had to say? Different uh, well, it, Richard Deitch is. Richard Deitch is giving him good reviews. That's his job, though. Like, yeah. We're not coming in talking about Aqib Dalib t- taking over Twitter. No. I'm just saying, if as this expands in time, you find the right kind of guys to try something different still. Not this, but a different version. Something between the regular broadcast and this. The niche population, these Twitter guys that we're talking about that we all follow, will soak it up. And we're finding... Because a lot of these TV shows we watch, right, don't have monster audiences. What do they have? Faithful audiences. And if you find something that's good and you have a big faithful audience, that advertisers are like, wow, these people aren't big in number, but they are big in passion for it, that we might see, I'm talking in 10 years, a lot of different niche things, not for the same game, two things for the same game. But that second thing might have a really big, niche, passionate follow. I think the issue becomes, though, it, like let's go with the McAfee type thing that they attempted where it was a lot more conversational. I think it's jarring if you tune into a traditional broadcast or what you think is a, is a traditional broadcast, and it's not, and they throw a curveball on you, and they're doing something different. I don't know that that works. I think if you set it up with the premise that you're tuning in for a conversation about a game and over a game – I think it works. I also don't think that you need – Peyton and Eli are exceptional. And Peyton is the big brother. He is the alpha. You're right in this, Paul. He does need to drive the boat and drive the conversation and let Eli be his sarcastic self and play off of him. It's hilarious when Peyton says a play is going to happen and it doesn't, and Eli says, nice call, Romo, after he says it's going to be a play action for a touchdown and they run the ball. All of that is great. But I do think that there is – it doesn't have to be Peyton Eli. If you had the right person, it could be a play-by-play person. You know, if uh, – get a, a – Gus Johnson's a bad example because he needs to be doing play-by-play. But if you had the right person who's a good interviewer with the right football person talking over a game and discussing it and people knew that was what was coming, I think it's a viable alternative to a traditional broadcast. Is it going to replace traditional broadcast? No. But is it going to be more of a a balance? In five years, is it going to be 90-10? 
I, all I'm saying it, is I'm I not nervous. More I would not be nervous if I'm a traditional play-by-play broadcaster because Peyton and Eli are on the screen and they had 5% of the audience in, in week one. 14.5 million watched the traditional yeah. broadcast. Will it to grow is the question. Will and that's grow? per Richard Deitch and everyone else that's reporting yeah. on that. Here's a I would really like to know the ESPN Plus number. Here's a non-traditional. I think, I think most of the people that are watching that broadcast are not watching cable TV. Here's I think most of them have ESPN Plus. ESPN pulled a bigger number than ABC on Monday Night Football last week. Again, I think most of the people that are watching, that are savvy enough to tune in to a non-traditional broadcast, it's are not even watching close, on ESPN though. Plus. It's not, no, it's, it's not close. It's not I'm Denny. not saying it's close, but I'm saying the number is far bigger if you and combine ESPN Plus. I'm saying Do you I'm guys agree or it? disagree? That the number's bigger if you combine ESPN+. Plus. Would you not like to know that audience? I'd like to know it, but it's not close, like he's saying. It's They're not close right. because people know to go to ESPN for Monday Night Football. Here's my question for you. If they put Manning Brothers on ESPN, what's the number? And put a traditional broadcast on ESPN, too. What's the number? Well, well why don't they? Because they, they don't, don't want to replace traditional broadcast go, right now because they they're trying this out. But if they're, if they're going to pull bigger numbers, what's the number? Then why don't they try it? The, uh, we might find out. They maybe should try it one week. Well, just, with this just Monday Night Crew has something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, with the, the star power behind Monday Night Football. And their contracts. What, I'll also say this. I think the NFL may have something to do with it. I don't know that the NFL, because the NFL pulls a lot of strings on this, I'm not sure that they're in a rush to make the main broadcast. Let, let's say you've got Jim Less Nance and Tony on Romo on CBS. I don't know that the NFL would be in a rush to say, hey, let's have Nate Burleson and someone talk about the game on CBS, right? I think they want the traditional broadcast also. Uh, they want the billions that they're getting in the TV revenue. Whatever is going to raise, if you're saying more people are going to watch the product, that's what they want. I think that people will watch what you give them. And if you put that on CBS or ESPN or ABC, they're going to watch that. And I think a lot of people would prefer it. I also think that the traditional broadcast, this is what the NFL does not want. They don't want the Peyton Eli broadcast being the main broadcast and not just a subsidiary of, of the main broadcast for this reason. Because they don't want them talking about, even if it's a joke, the Patriots taping practices. Yes, I agree with that. So if I'm Roger Goodell and you give me the option of Jim Nance and Tony Romo doing a traditional broadcast. Straight. Versus, again, I'm bringing up a, Nate Burleson and Akeem Tlaib doing a conversation over a broadcast. If I'm Roger Goodell, I'm picking the traditional broadcast. I think every time. I think they'll totally stick with that. I had another non-traditional broadcast incident that I'll tell you guys about um, when we're when we're back. Coming up, we get into some NFL headlines. Uh, there are quarterback injuries across the board right now, affecting uh, four teams and spe- uh, specifically maybe more. Uh, as uh, we get some of the injury reports that are coming out, but, and specifically, Paul, the AFC South dinged up quite a bit. Uh, we'll get into those details. Uh, also, Jameis Winston, not hurt, but uh, didn't play well <laughs> in week two. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul was fooled going into the game. I was. Based on an interview. We will, we will discuss that. I, I'm on board with him and Sean Payton. I think they get things uh, corrected and turned around. We'll, we'll figure out where we stand on Jameis Winston Uh, after what was a sobering week after that week one performance against Tampa. And speaking of Tampa and speaking of quarterbacks, we must discuss Tom Brady and what he's done to start this season. That is all straight ahead on Outkick 360. First, though, Toyo's Clinic, toyosclinic.com, the website. See better, look better. 
Uh, if you're ready to enjoy the freedom of not wearing glasses or contact lenses, do like I did and check out the number one LASIK provider in Tennessee. Three locations here in the Middle Tennessee area, uh, also in Memphis and uh, an office in New York City as well. They now have the latest technology, flapless LASIK. With flapless LASIK, the very next day you can swim, work out, wear makeup. Uh, no problem going back to work and doing what you do after this procedure. So accurate and convenient that Navy SEALs are getting this procedure. MMA fighters and boxers go right back into training. I was back to hosting the radio show six years ago when I went to Toyo's clinic. And a common misconception is that depending on your age, an upgrade to your eyesight is not always available. But with Toyo's clinic from 18 to 88, if you want out of your glasses or contact lenses, call Dr. Toyos and Toyos Clinic. They can help you. Don't let eyesight or hair growth troubles hold you back. Call 888-315-3937. 888 to schedule your LASIK or hair restoration consultation today with Toyos Clinic. See better, look better. Coming up in 40 minutes, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com will join us. Crew is all here. Uh, going to get into some NFL discussion now with quarterback injuries, also uh, Tom Brady, and with Jameis Winston, among others. So Tuesday mornings are good to me. I have some time to sit down and catch up on some stuff. And uh, I was going to watch the whole half-hour, you know, condensed game of some, but instead I saw, you know, there are eight- to ten-minute packages of highlights from some games. I said, uh, oh, there's Jacksonville and, and Denver. I'm going to watch that. And so I hit it. Now, I don't have my uh, game pass yet, which you get with the Pro Football Writers of America uh, membership. Um, I haven't paid my dues. So I sent out an email to pay my dues and get all that. But in the meantime, I'm watching these highlight packages. So I hit the Jaguars highlight package. And it is all Trevor Lawrence. And I'm thinking, they have not showed any Teddy Bridgewater. They've not showed any Denver offense in this clip. And I'm getting increasingly angry as it goes. Though I'm getting good feel for what Trevor Lawrence <laughs> did in this game. And so um, finally I get to the end of this. And I, I, they go, oh, now he's behind, uh, you know, 13 points. And again, they, they just went right by a Denver touchdown. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Who did the Jaguars pay off to have nothing of Denver in this highlight clip? Finally it finishes and at the top it says, like, every Trevor Lawrence pass. Or something like oh, so that. Oh, so they're separating And it. so I start to look at these highlight packages, and they're labeled like Nick Chubb's best plays, <laughs> Bobby Wagner's best tackles on his 20-tackle day or whatever. These, they're, they're wild highlight packages because they're all labeled. They just have the two logos, and it looks like it would be like the good highlight package of every game in the league last year. It's almost like they're tailored just for those players to go and pull their own highlights to yes. send out to friends and family. It's like Trevor Lawrence asked for a highlight like, Guys, look at all 20 of my tackles against the Titans. It's, it's like right here huddle. in this clip. Yeah, so I don't know if that'll change now that I've got my subscription connected to my login or what, but I was pissed. I was like, I felt they were screwing the Broncos, and quite frankly, the Broncos treated me very, very well over the weekend. It's the biggest bet I've made in some time with my own money. Uh, because I thought Two that spread was ridiculous, and I, I, uh, I got a nice payout. By the way, it, when you go out of a betting state, you take, I do, I take snapshots of my bets, but you don't really believe it until your plane's landing and you get to go on FanDuel and see your, your payoffs. <laughs> see the money in the account? <laughs> yeah. Going up or down? So that was a very nice uh, win for Denver, and I think point spreads against Jacksonville will be going into the double digits now. FanDuel.com slash OK360 is the website where you can place up to a $1,000 risk-free bet 
if you're a first-time user. It's got to be your first bet. Up to $1,000 risk-free bet, fanduel.com slash OK360. I don't know where to find Denver highlights, by the way. Don't ask me anything about that. Plenty of uh, – there, there are plenty of highlights. Uh, depth at receiver in Denver for sure. And uh, now 2-0, and o, both games coming on the road. Both Play wins. bad teams. They have favorable schedules. So the Jets I don't know this if they're week. as good as they look, but they're going to be 3-0. and o. Um, Some other, uh, other teams that are not going to be anywhere close to 3-0 and o, and, and partly due to quarterback injuries and partly due just to, to bad play or, or tough schedules out of the gate. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa rib injury um further testing yesterday showed that it's just going to end up being a pain tolerance issue he doesn't have cracked or fractured ribs uh in in miami Uh, carson wentz has two bad ankles sprained ankles in indianapolis tarod taylor's going to miss several weeks with a hamstring issue and andy dalton's knee did not look great as he left that game and it's the justin Fields show and i think we all know now that justin fields is on the field He's not going to leave the field, even when Andy Dalton comes back healthy. Four injuries out of the gate for the first two weeks of the season, Paul. So you look at all those backups. I mean, obviously, Chicago, that's a a favorable situation for them. Fields didn't play great. Six for 13, 60 yards, a pick, two sacks. Um, He ran 10 times for 31 yards. You'd expect more yardage than that. Brissett is, you know, a decent quality backup in Miami, and he played all right pick four sacks completed 24 of 40 that's a lot of incompletions there they were trailing 35 nothing yeah and and lost you know in a a shutout mills in houston is you know inexperienced guy who's not going to do anything for you eason behind wentz you know you can't count on to do anything for you and these are teams that chose not to to pay a lot in in houston you've got a great backup who you're just choosing to deactivate he's not a backup he's your starter who's just out of function now ben Ben roethlisberger has a pec injury that surfaced today i don't know if it's anything that has the potential to hold him out but there are five starting quarterbacks in one week four that couldn't finish a game another that comes to the training room uh after the game and has something that's a pretty devastating NFL quarterback day in a league that does its very, very best to protect quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's not a very encouraging thing if it turns into anything like a trend. Is there a more devastating description of an injury that gets out publicly for any player than it's a pain tolerance issue? That really screws the player. That really, really rolls you under the bus because immediately fans will think, Oh, it's just a pain tolerance issue. You can play physically, right. but you can't handle the pain. But it might be. That's can the he first tolerate? thing I thought when I saw that description yeah. of Tua's injury was. And we all know that if the pain is too much, you can't physically perform. You might not be we able to breathe. That. At first, you have to tolerate breathing with some of these injuries. Well, to the in rib such area. a in such a tough guy, team oriented sport that if you can walk, you play, and if you can give anything, you go out there and you do it for the name of your teammates in football, I can't think of a worse description for an injury getting out than pain tolerance. That completely goes against the we're going to protect our guy. He couldn't walk watching the game. He was was carted off. He he could not walk. It was was a bad hit. uh, Cracked or not, uh, he wasn't playing based on how he was moving in that game. Now, what can rest do? What can some uh, pain tolerance also comes with painkillers? Um, we'll see what happens uh, this week for Miami. And also with Wentz. I mean, we've all had a sprained ankle, and you can compensate with one sprained ankle. But when you have two sprained ankles, uh, it, it's pretty damn hard. And he did some good things in that game, 
better than I expected. Titans are certainly, uh, you know, well, at a big advantage if Eason is playing in an AFC South battle. It's a big advantage. Down the street here this but weekend. But I think it's important to note um, that the Indianapolis Colts gave Jacob Eason the vast majority of the first team reps. Yeah, he's more ready while than Carson he Wentz would be. was ailing with his knee issue and or foot issue. Excuse me, with his foot issue. Now he has an ankle sprained ankles. Um, they gave all the reps, not all of them, the vast majority of them, the Jacob Eason, and felt comfortable enough going into the season with an unknown of whether or not Wentz would even be able to play the first two weeks um, and felt comfortable enough in Eason that he was going to be the guy. They didn't go out and trade for a vet or a young player that was a backup. They didn't go trade for Gardner Minshew, for instance, like Philadelphia did. They stuck with the guy they drafted in the fourth round. So um, it, it's not as though you have your typical – Logan Woodside, who didn't receive a ton of first-team right. reps in camp, and now he's thrown into first-team reps in the regular season and has to play in four days. And this is a Titans franchise that, A, has proved capable of losing to Curtis Painter, and, B, has found all kinds of ways to lose to the Colts over the years in situations where it appeared favorable for them against the Colts, who still have a capable defense and a run game that on, on a given day can, can get you. So, more, more than K. I went back and watched the game last night, yeah. Rams and Colts. And, um, and the Rams are very good, and the Colts were right there. They, uh, the Rams' defensive front took over the game. That's what it came down to. The Colts had a great game plan early on and should have been up 14-0 from the jump. And the Rams stopped them on fourth and goal from the one Four straight runs. Well, the, the fourth was, fourth and goal was a play action where Wentz was sacked back at the nine. But they, they stuffed them on that opening possession. Uh, went and got some points. And then on the second possession, second or third possession, got back within the red zone and Wentz was picked off on a Utah pass, on a shovel Terrible pass. Terrible decision. Uh, so got within scoring range and got no points out of it, not even three. On those, and it ended up losing by three. This was on, a Utah on a final pass. possession. By the way, Wentz got hurt. 24-24 was the score. Final two possessions. Second pass attempt by Eason was picked off. I didn't like how they came out throwing with him. That was Ramsey. Um, right? Ramsey picked it off. I didn't like the game plan with where they in, inserted him into the lineup and uh, trailing by three. They started throwing to the far side of the field sideline. Difficult throw, incomplete. And then the second pass was up the sideline into traffic deep, and that was picked off. And then they went down and got a field goal, and then they, they were screwed from That there. Utah pass, it's good when it's close. The further away you get, the more, uh, the more likely it is to go badly, and this one was too far away. There was a lot of traffic in there. It seemed doomed from the start. The defensive pressure from the Rams – forced Carson Wentz into an almost flutie-like level of improvisation at times. The Utah pass, they got picked off, but there were two or three other times I saw where they got immediate pressure, where he's scrambling, and he's doing some pretty dumb things, trying to get rid of the ball before he gets sacked and just tossing it toward guys however he could, flip passes, uh, passes where he's almost horizontal to the ground, trying to flip it to a guy to get out of trouble. That's what that pressure can do to But him. I think the Rams might be as good as anybody in football, and they were right there with them, like you're saying, Hutt. So, um, you know, if, if Eason can play – I mean, uh, you know, maybe they're holding well, out hope for Wentz. Their game plan is going to be very similar to what the Titans just did in Seattle. 
And I, I said this last Jonathan week. They Taylor. want thirty. They want thirty carries for Henry. They want Tannehill to throw twenty-five times, not thirty-five times. Tannehill threw twenty-seven attempts in the game in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, they had a lot of snaps. And they they ran it and ran it and ran it and never went away from it. That that's what Indy will do this week in Nashville and to Darius, try to avoid zero and three. And Darius Leonard could do a Bobby Wagner impersonation, but if a guy's oh. making twenty tackles, it doesn't matter. If if you're breaking off the sixty yard run and, and showing the run this is a Colts patience. defensive front that has abused the Titans' offensive line in recent matchups. Yeah, not all quick. have resulted in wins for the Colts, but they have taken over the line of scrimmage. Danico Autry played a very good game for the Titans, and he talked very openly when he signed here about his contempt for the Colts' decision. <laughs> I forgot about He's that. going in this right. game angry, and he played so. angry against the Titans' defensive front for the Colts. The, the, yeah. For the yeah, Colts. yeah, right. And he played angry last week against Seattle. It's so, one of the reasons the Titans fans are so excited with Autry was yeah, the getting, havoc that he wreaked <laughs> against the Titans, right? Yeah. yeah. When you watch the head-to-head the matches, like, whoa, that's a good player. So Dalton's out um, with the knee. Now, the big loss is Terod Taylor in Houston. And they've played two pretty good games because with a win the, and a, and a with you know, the, put with a scare the in the issue, you know, I feel terrible for him specifically because he's, what, 31, 32 years old now, and everywhere he's been, he has had either a crippling injury or he has had some issue with trainers. You know, the issue with last year, was it last year in, in yeah, when, San Diego, uh, L.A.? when Herbert last took year, over. Yeah, with, with, the, with punctured lung. the punctured lung due to a rib injury um, that kept him out, and then ultimately Herbert took the job and never looked back. Now he's, he's got the opportunity, took all the reps in, in camp, and now he has a, a hurt hamstring, and Davis Mills is going to be the starter. Uh, the, Sounds like a month. The tough go continues to get even tougher for David Culley and that team and that staff and a, and a group that was playing tough and playing hard. I mean, they, they were no pushover. You know, Jacksonville, Paul's right. You can bet against Jacksonville all year. You kind of get a sense for when they're down, they're out. Houston was hanging tough at Cleveland. They had the lead for a, a portion of that first half, and it was 31-21 the final, but it was not a 10-point spread. It was much closer than that towards the end of that game um, where Cleveland took over against Houston in the fourth quarter. I, I'm intrigued to see how they respond here, but they are backed up against it now with Davis Mills as the And starter. it's a Thursday night game. So that, quick right. turn with short prep with a rookie quarterback. Hosting 2-0 Carolina. And again, uh, a game that people aren't going to be excited about but could, could prove to be a good game. You and I are looking pretty good on Carolina. Um, I, they, haven't played, they haven't played great teams. I feel teams, like that's going to be a playing, blowout. They're playing yeah. very good football. And uh, they're doing great with Dal- – uh, Let's check uh, the spread. They're playing great check the stats. for Darnold. Let's double the spread. I, I, I think we should double the spread. I, I'm not with you We don't have ball. to double it anymore. Like we any, can just – Any NFL game straight. can be a good game, but that sounds and seems like a blowout. Well, I'm fine with Carolina favorite. running away from people because I got them in the playoffs. I got a nice bet on them making the playoffs. That spread is only seven and a half. Here's yeah, they're winning. Keep that in mind that the, the Titans were were underdogs. Time to go to the app. Six and a half. Six Going and a half. Fan duel right now. Here we go. Seven and a half. Everybody's on that. Yeah. Uh, Houston at home. Here's what I'll be doing. Carolina. Instead of doubling the spread, I'll be doubling, doubling my bet. normal bet yeah. on that one. And <laughs> be, I'll be taking the Panthers. Tanners on. Here's that. the small sliver of a silver lining for the Texans with this. At least now you get to see Davis Mills and start to find out if you have something there with a guy who wasn't a first-round Too pick. soon. Yeah, you don't want it on a short week, though. You don't want it on a short week, but I'm saying at least now you get to see some live game action to start the process of evaluating 
whether or not you've got something. They, were, you they had something in Tyrod Taylor. You don't, you they don't had something in Sean Watson. You yeah, don't right. want to. So uh, we're down three spots. You don't want to, to figure out if you something. have that until you're throwing the towel in. Yeah, I agree. And as McLean said, they're not trying to lose. I am they're trying. Not, they weren't, they're not playing like this that either. This is me being overly, overly optimistic. <laughs> if you had to find one sliver of a possible silver lining. It's that maybe, you know, you get Minshew mania with Davis Mills. He goes in there and he just rips it up and uh, they're putting up points and he looks great and you start to figure out that you got a quarterback, although I doubt that's going to happen with the spot that he's in. McLean will join us uh, in about 25 minutes uh, from Houston. We'll ask about that matchup and much more. That's coming up at 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern uh, here across the OutKick network. Um, you, you guys agree Justin Fields took the field and he's not leaving? I agree that he's not leaving. Non, it was non-contact injury for Dalton to begin with, which is never good. But I'm saying a month from now when Dalton's back, he's the backup. Unless Fields is really, really struggling badly. But at that point, I mean, you're probably looking at an interim head coach. Well, and go look at his performance and go look at his numbers. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. For a guy who was a firm Justin Fields believer in the draft, Andy Dalton's the best option when healthy right now. He, he was not very good. He got them out of trouble one time on a third down scramble where he picked up a big first down for them. But outside of that, I mean, you've got to play him. Six for 13. And I agree with you, Hutton, that it's probably going to be Justin Fields now. He's entered the game and he's not leaving. But um, – not overly impressed. Six for so 13, 60 Fields. yards, a pick, two sacks, and he ran 10 times for only 31 yards. You expect a little bit more dynamic than I mean, that. you guys know, going back to the preseason, I watched their, their the Bengals. first game, and he, he was playing. I was not overly optimistic based on just one read and run. That's what they were doing in the preseason with him. And he was playing the majority of those snaps. And that's against the Bengals. And fans were furious that he was not named the starter based on his running ability. He was getting standing ovations for how he would take off and run for first downs in the preseason. Well, fans in Chicago want to have any glimmer of hope that they can about an actual franchise quarterback playing for the Bears. So they're going to be overly – speaking of my being overly optimistic about Davis Mills' situation, they want to be overly optimistic about any bit of good news they see from their quarterback. Uh, I've just not been impressed with Justin Fields from what I've seen. Hutton, you brought up the example of the the (laughs) – preseason crew getting mad at the guy when he threw it five feet over his head for yeah. not helping his, <laughs> yeah. his quarterback. That's Jump with two feet, not one. <laughs> that's an example of everyone, two feet. you know, that was great. worrying about, not worrying about, wanting to believe in this guy as the franchise quarterback before seeing any real evidence to show them that. I, uh, I mean, look, he, he's going to be out there sooner or later. They're not a very good football team. Um, you know, I don't know how much more seasoning he gets. Uh, you know, running, to their credit, they won. Team, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Burrow came back to earth a bit. Very much, the whole team did. They they got pressure on him. They and I, I mentioned last week how Burrow was not rattled in an overtime win against Minnesota, where they game. were they were in his face. I mean, they were getting after him against Minnesota in Week One. They got after him this past week, and they did rattle his cage a bit. Hey, before we get to my uh, almost belief in Jameis Winston, I will say I, I am beginning to convert to Kyler Murray. These throws that he's making off his back foot, even knowing you know it's a zero blitz, and if I can just get it there, I know somebody's going to run under it. He's got, and I know this is sacrilegious to, to, to say, he's got a little Mahomes in him. And I know he's a little guy and everything, but those two games of work, 
very good. That's why I'm high. I was high on Arizona to begin the season, and it's because it's not just Murray. They have they have added Skill. a couple of pieces veteran wise around the roster, but for the most part, they have been together as a group now for three years, going on three years, um, or going on four years now. Kingsbury had paired with Murray. To me, it was put up or shut up time, and they have built around that pairing. And it's similar to what we've seen here in Nashville, Paul. At some point, you see the group gel. To me, this was the year that Arizona, if they're going to, this was the year that they had to come together and gel. They've also got Greg Joseph to thank. Uh, sure. One of, the, one of the kickers who's passed through Tennessee who missed a very makeable kick that should have won it for Minnesota. But Arizona did its part. And that's a heck of a 2-0 start over two pretty good teams. Well, even if they lose the game, I, my opinion on Arizona doesn't change based on a made field goal at the end. They'd yeah, be but one it, changes, one. it changes their record, obviously. Of two course, and o, two and o start they're not you, going unbeaten. No, I know, but a 2-0 start gets you talked about, gets that national momentum and everybody on your train. And they're in a different territory right now like that than they've been in in quite some time, and they deserve it. He's playing great. And he's a guy that's starting to convert me. We're going to get to Jameis yeah. here in a minute. Yes. He was a guy that was starting to convert me. I, I saw a nice feature on him. And between what he did the week one and this feature, I was like, you know what? Maybe I ought to turn on this I guy. And then you know what happened? I you know what happened then? Because he played. I can't wait to hear oh, this, this because is gonna be good. what didn't turn, Paul, was the pairing of Sean Payton and Jameis Winston. But this feature. But this feature. Uh, oh, but it added to it this feature human interest story that finally (laughs) got and i'm not i'm not a human interest guy either i have no interest in humans paul who hates humans uh got was was had by i like some humans but i don't like interest i don't like being interested in them john mcclain joins us coming up in about 20 minutes first the aurora nutriscience i use the vitamin c the glutathione and much more the single use packets grab and go uh use the code outkick 360 at vitalifescience.com. Uh, Outkick 360, excited to partner with Aurora Nutriscience, a trusted partner that keeps us mentally sharp and healthy. They deliver your supplements where you need the most, your body. You're seeing vitalifescience.com right now. This is where you can go and get more information. And our Outkick 360 season ticket holders, you receive a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360 at VitaLifeScience.com. That's V-I-D-A LifeScience.com. Typical pills, vitamins, capsules, not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in very, very small amounts. But here's Aurora, unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. And they taste great. You're thinking the vitamin taste must be horrible. It's not. For instance, the vitamin C reminds me of Sunny D, for instance, if you, if you drink that as a kid. I use vitamin C, vitamin D3, glutathione, simple single-use packets you can grab and go in the mornings and keep them with you. And if you're a weekend warrior, they have great options for you there. If you take medication for high cholesterol, Aurora can help you there as well. Visit VitalLiveScience.com for more information. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360, VitalLiveScience.com. John McClain joins us in 10 minutes, Outkick360. You can follow us on Twitter, at Outkick360, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you listen to podcasts, if you missed a portion of the show today or earlier in the week, you can also find the podcast wherever you download your podcast. Jameis Winston and the Saints came back to earth after that 38-3 blowout win in Week 1 over Green Bay. They go on the road and lose 
to Carolina, and it was not pretty. The Panthers moved to 2-0. and uh, There were protection issues that Sean Payton specifically pointed out. He said he didn't like their protection plan up front of the offensive line. And Jameis Winston, communication with uh, Cesar Ruiz, who is the backup center. Uh, Eric McCoy is their starting center who's hurt. So the protection issues were abundantly clear uh, for both the quarterback and the head coach who I don't know if they spoke immediately after the game, but that's what both said at the press conference immediately after the game. And now they regroup and and move forward. But uh, Paul probably takes two steps back with Jameis Winston after this week. Well, he was in trouble a lot. 11 for 22, 111 yards, two picks, four sacks. A guy like that should be able to do more when he's in trouble. Um, And he, he was very panicky. So, yes, you know, listen, you're a good friend of mine. You make a lot of sense on a lot of points. I don't agree with everything you say, but you've been staunch on on believing in Winston's big second chance here with with Sean Payton. And then Winston comes out and has a glorious opening game, right, with five (laughs) By the way, I'm the one picking him to go to the playoffs because of Sean Payton and Jameis Winston. Yeah, but you've been on it too, but he's been strongly on it all all offseason. Then the opening game was really something to behold. And then (laughs) – and then – um, you know, I have a rare later game with the Titans on Sunday afternoon, so I'm able to watch some of the preview shows. And ESPN has a big human interest feature on Jameis Winston at, that I get to watch. Now, J- Jameis Winston usually comes across, quite frankly, like a buffoon every, every time I see him. He's talking nonsense. He has it in a little while, but you're right. He I does mean, not no. make sense, right? Yeah, in the last few months, I, I've been very impressed okay. with how he's handled Well, I everything. hadn't seen much of him, so I, I wasn't buying in the calm down. He's not eating sensible. W's. Right, but in the past, when he tries to kind of explain stuff... He, By the way, I've got a great question for both of you guys once you're done okay. with the story. Paul, he doesn't choose words well. Even at a recent press conference, he was fishing for a word. He came up with condom, which was nowhere near the word he was looking for. And then he had to look to his PR person to, to feed him the word that he wanted, which had nothing to do with birth control. It's just... He's not my guy. Not my guy. He does not. It does, the dots do not connect for this I hope guy. you didn't hear you say taco last week. Um, <laughs> taco, please. Taco. Taco. Um, and so at this piece, uh, you know, they, he lets Jeremy Fowler into in his house. He's, he's working with a, like a, a mind guy who's helping him, <laughs> help, helping him think more clearly, uh, right? He sounds like a... Is pro- it like a Wendy from Billions situation? Or a therapist? No, I don't know. Let me tell you. Like you'll, a mental you'll, mind you'll guy. judge. A little bit of a, a mental... Mentalist. Someone call that a psychiatrist. A little bit of a... Little bit of a not a, he's not okay. laying on a couch, but right. it's, a, it's a mental guy. <laughs> and, and look, first off, I mean, he, he, he's engaged, right? He looks thinner, yep. and he's he's talking sensibly, and he's talking about the things he's trying to work on at Peyton's behest and f- learning from Drew Brees. And then they're doing some things with a deck of cards where he and two other guys, I, I think they're just his buddies, but maybe they're connected to the team. They're trying to do quick card recall that's like a mental exercise. But the one that impressed me, and you guys maybe laugh, he's juggling tennis balls. So he's got this thing going on that's his, like, right in front of him. And then this guy, you know, maybe a yard past that, is throwing a card up in front of him that comes, you know. So he's got the, the juggled tennis balls right in front of him. But this guy's throwing a, a, a playing card 
about a yard behind it and he's calling out what the card is so he's working so he on see seeing what that card is on the second level while he's juggling these tennis balls on the first level and it all seems to make a lot of sense and i don't see and then they kicked off. historically <laughs> stuff that makes a lot of sense with Jameis winston and so i'm like well between what hutton's been preaching all this time that first game and and this sensible piece that's showing me a guy who's not eating w's but is making sense maybe i'm missing the boat on Jameis winston then next time i look up he's 11 for for 22 with 111 yards two picks and four sacks and i said nope nope i wasn't missing the boat same guy i I know we're up against a a break here soon but i want to throw this question and you guys ponder it during the break who comes across as a bigger buffoon, Jameis or Gronk? Think. We'll discuss. No buffoon is John McClain who joins us next. NFL headlines, plenty to discuss from week two, headed into week three, and the Panthers on the road at Houston in two nights. We'll discuss that and much more. John McClain next on Outkick 360. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.